Max, this isn't just my vacation. It's a vacation with me and my best buddy. Oh, Donald Duck? No, silly. With you. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for a week of May 12th, 2019. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms, moms-to-be, grandmothers. This is episode 45, Disney Marvels, a show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, Fox, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. Hey, whether you're planning your next Disney Park vacation, cruise vacation, or you just don't know where to start, be sure to contact Destinations with Character Travel, the official travel partner of the Disney Marvels podcast. Email them at info at DisneyDestinationsWithCharacter.com. Again, the email address is info at DestinationsWithCharacter.com. Or visit their website at www.DestinationsWithCharacter.com. Again, the website is www.DestinationsWithCharacter.com. Be sure to tell them that the Disney Marvel podcast sent, sent you. And now, for the news. Avengers Endgame was number one at the box office for a third week in a row. The movie now has a worldwide earning of over $2.5 billion. That's $2.5 billion, with a B, billion dollars. The magic number is now $285 million to reach the number one movie of all time. Sony has released their post-Endgame movie trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home. And if you paid attention, there are a few differences from the original teaser trailer earlier released, uh, released earlier this year. Disney has also released their first trailer for Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, due out later this year in October. The Mission Space Restaurant seems to be on track for opening later this year in Epcot of Walt Disney World. The Tron Coaster in Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom has gone vertical. The supports for the tracks are being set into place. And construction is underway for the Star Wars Hotel in Walt Disney World, which also is starting to go vertical in itself. The foundation seems to be starting to be laid and things are progressing fairly well. Starting May 24th, guests at Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resorts can get their hands on a series of limited-release Mickey Mouse ears, Mickey Mouse ears hats, and Mickey Minnie Mouse ear headbands that, for the first time ever, are designed by notable celebrities, designers, and artists. The collection will introduce signature elements of each of the collaborator into the iconic silhouettes of Mickey and Minnie Mouse for a never-before-seen look. Those of you who are not at the parks, you're in luck. They will be available online at the ShopDisney.com website. Walt Disney World Company and Comcast Corporation announced today that Disney will assume full operational control of Hulu, effective immediately, in return for Disney and Comcast entering into a put-slash-call agreement regarding NBC Universal's 33% ownership interest in Hulu. Under the put-slash-call agreement, 
As early as January 2024, Comcast can require Disney to buy NBC Universal's interest in Hulu, and Disney can require NBC Universal to sell that interest to Disney for its fair market value at a future time. Hulu's fair market value will be assessed by an independent expert, but Disney has guaranteed a sale price for Comcast that represents a minimum total equal, uh, equity value of Hulu at that time of $27.5 billion. Disney is dipping in another toe into the sports gambling space. Committed to building, uh, they've committed to building an ESPN branded studio on the Las Vegas Strip at some point next year. The studio is part of a wide-range deal with Caesars that will be announced at Disney's advertising upfront presentation this week. It comes one week after Disney's chair and CEO Bob Eager told investors that his company would not be involved in the business of sporting, sports gambling but would continue to produce sports gambling-related programming and sell sports gambling-related gambling advertising. The deal also comes three months after Turner Sports signed a similar deal to build a Bleacher Report-branded studio inside Caesars Palace Sportsbook. Specific financials about the Caesars deal weren't given. The ESPN-branded studio would be built above the... Uh, the book at Link Hotel and Casino, L-I-N-Q Hotel and Casino. ESPN has committed to producing a still-to-be-formed weekly show from the studio that would be available via either linear channels, ESPN Plus, or one of ESPN's social media outlets. The network also plans to produce daily segments for its Daily Wager show, plus gambling-related content around bigger sporting events. As part of the deal, Caesar will be the official odds data supplier across the ESPN platforms, and ESPN will cite Caesar odds across its platforms. Caesar has also agreed to an undetermined uh, amount of ads uh, ad commitment through the deal. On the rumor side, it's beginning uh, being reported that Spider-Man: Far From Home will have two post-credit scenes. And one of them will hint at the next big MCU villain or villains. There's some speculation out there of who or what it may be. I will not go into spoilers here, but I will just leave it at that as the rumor being that it will be shown in the post credit scenes. Particularly, I believe it's supposed to be the mid-roll uh, one for uh, Far From Home. And now, a quick commercial break. And now, on with the show. If we listen to each other's heart, we never too far And maybe love is the reason why for the first time ever we're singing it at April 7th, 1995. Walt Disney Feature Animation, in conjunction with Disney Television Animation, Disney Toon Studios, put out a movie of such epic proportions. Well, it was Goofy. No, no, really. It was the Goofy movie. 
primarily created in France, also with Australia, Canada, as well as some in Germany, and even the U.S. got involved. The movie, approximately 78 minutes long, which is 1 hour 18 minutes in length, and had the support of the voice talents of Bill Farmer as Goofy, the good old Bill Farmer, Jason Marsden, uh, not not the guy from X-Men, as Max, Jim Cummings as Pete, Rob Polson as PJ, Kelly Martin as Roxanne, Wallace Shawn as Principal Mazer, you may know him from The Cosby Show and uh, also The Princess Bride. It's inconceivable that he was in this movie. Polly Shore, speaking of inconceivable, Polly Shore was also in this movie as Max and PJ's best friend, Bobby. Frank Weller, what Frank Welker was Bigfoot, and Tevin Campbell sang as Powerline. Now, earlier editions of this movie, or earlier uh, earlier development of this movie, uh, Powerline was actually supposed to be Bobby Brown, but that's when certain things about some of the legality of some of his extracurricular activities started to come into play, and Disney separated themselves from him brought Tevin in, and the rest is history. Even though the movie was released in 95, they were working on this as early, I believe it was 93. And for one reason or another, uh, the production in France started, kept on getting pushed back. It was supposed to come out in 94. Things got held up. wasn't put out to 95. And in 94, that's when we got, uh, was it The Lion King, wasn't it? It was around that time. And, uh, yeah, so it, it was the, um, for one reason or another, it, it kept getting held up. And uh, obviously things changed over the years. Uh, Bill Farmer was even quoted as saying that he'd been recording this for a number of years. He kept, uh, as the script changed and as the, the movie developed, they'd call him up <laughs> and he'd phone in some lines and have to keep on changing the, uh, keep on changing the movie. But what is the movie about? The movie follows Max during his summer vacation and his attempts of a relationship with a girl from school who he likes, Roxanne. Though I feel more the actual story of the movie and the heart of the movie uh, is more so the relationship between Max and his dad, Goofy. It's not just... Um, it's, it's the struggle of the relationship of a teenager with their dad. And... The dad wants to do one thing and sees the teenager as still the the little child. And the teenager wants to grow up and be their own person and diverge from you know, that, that little rebelliousness between a teenager and, and their parents. But diverge from their his parents' uh, wishes and wants to do their own thing. And it's you constantly have this battle between them, and then um, it's a different type of relationship type of movie. I mean, you do have the girlfriend in there and that whole thing, but that that I find is more of a subplot to the actual relationship between Goofy and Max, and how they how they're both struggling in this movie, particularly Goofy, how he struggles to maintain and try and still be a part of his son's life. Um, and, and that's something that, actually even at one point in the movie, 
there is a line between uh there's a bit of dialogue between Goofy and Max where um Max is saying something about how he, Goofy is always messing up Max's life and Goofy just says I just want to be a part of your life I don't want to mess it up I just want to be a part of it and it's it's a very heartwarming moment I mean there for something that is called the Goofy movie um, I find that there's a lot of heartwarming moments within this movie that I don't know. You know, you, you get these moments in like Lion King and Aladdin and, and all these other movies, but to get it from a movie called Goofy is not something that you would expect. And from the character Goofy himself, it, not that he hasn't had some nice little moments in the past, but... I mean, the origin of the name was even a, a joke on Walt Disney because he was originally, you know, as a lot of people know, he's originally Dippy Dog. And Walt would always say to his nine old man, okay, let's draw this up and let's do something goofy. So to play a trick on Walt Disney, they renamed Dippy Dog Goofy. So every time he'd say that he wants something goofy in the uh, animated short, they said, oh, you want Goofy in it. No, no, I don't want Goofy in the animated short. I, I, I want something Goofy to happen. Oh, so you do want Goofy in it. And it was a, it was a trick that they played on him. But the name stuck. Uh, and personally, I think, you know, watching a Goofy movie versus watching the Dippy Dog movie or the TV show Goof Troop, which this is loosely based on, um, instead of watching the Dippy Dog Troop, I think Goofy works, and to the end, it worked out a lot better. But, so the, yeah, the, to get this kind of emotion out of this character um, just goes to show you how good characters are, how, how strong Disney characters can be, that no matter what you think of them, there is so many more dimensions to them, so many more layers to the proverbial onion um, that you can peel back these layers of these characters and expose a rawness to them, a, a, a level of emotion that they can still pull off, even if they, their character is mainly just you know there for laughs. But, uh, yeah, no, there is a lot of emotion in this movie. Some people may just blow it off and say, oh, you know what, I, I, don't, I don't see the, the whole thing. What's the big deal? It's a spoiled kid and the dad gives in to him. But don't. You, just, you sit back, don't criticize it, just sit back and take it in for what it is. Um, especially if you have younger kids or kids that are teenagers now. And you may be able to relate to this movie. Um, I mean, I know I've watched it with my kids and has a dad sitting there now watching it and thinking forward to when they're older, or my, my oldest one is a teenager now. Um, she wasn't one the first time we watched it together, but think back and just some of the struggles that Goofy is going through with with Max and then some of the, not, not going to say they have the same struggles, but just some of the just some of the issues even or even potential struggles or you could just go you know what goofy i understand i can relate to this that is this that is kind of a hallmark to this movie that it, on the surface you're expecting one thing but you get this whole nother movie i think um and just or even just really any type of family relationship you can pull out of this and it, it's just 
I think nicely done. It's a nice touch. The music is is fun. It's got some really nice music. Uh, there's a nice duet at the end uh, between Goofy and and Max called Nobody Else uh, But You. And it is just, it is kind of, it's the part where they sort of see each other for who they have become and not who they thought they were, if that makes sense. Um, it's the turning point. It is the, the real turning point in the movie of, okay, Goofy goes, you know what? You're right. You are not the little child that I want you to still be. You have grown up. And I have to accept that. And Max goes, you know what? You are my dad. You will always be my dad. As much of, you know, as much of a hard time you give me sometimes. And sometimes, you know, we do not get along. I still want you in my, I, I can't, I shouldn't push you out of my life. I need you in my life. And it, it, it just, it plays so nicely. And a lot of symbolism in it, you know, with how it, that part all plays out. Um, it, it just you know, it's it, if you haven't seen it, I definitely suggest see, seeing it. Um, like I said, it, it is kind of a spinoff of Goof Troop, but it's not a direct movie to Goof Troop. Um, it's more like a subdivide. Several characters from Goof Troop appear in it. Many more do not. Uh, particularly Pete's wife and daughter and their all everybody's pets. Uh, but vice versa, the characters from the Goofy movie never appear on the show itself, even though this, I think, came out a few years after the show was done. Uh, and they, But these characters never showed up in anything else that Goofy ever did. They, they even did make a sequel to an extremely Goofy movie, which the only real character that followed up from that was Bobby. I don't even think Roxanne might have gotten a quick mention in it, but... That was kind of the extent of that. Um, that was a directed video, and you know that's that's kind of where a lot of those movies went to. Um, but you know, going into the Goof Troop, going into uh, House of Mouse, going into a lot of the the later shorts, Once Upon Christmas, Twice Upon a Christmas, uh, particularly Twice Upon a Christmas, um, did follow up with that. Was a older older Max in it. Um, and you kind of get a sense of it is it is kind of a continuation of the Goof Troop story, with Pete being the neighbor and and the whole thing, and uh, yet again no mention of Bobby or uh, of Roxanne or anybody else from that. Um, so yeah, those those characters it was kind of just like a one and done type of situation as far as the story goes. Unfortunately, because I would have loved to see where they've gone with that and just kept evolving that story because it was a nice storyline, particularly between Max and Roxanne, um, and Roxanne's dad being this hunking grumpy uh, dad, you know, and sees a boy at the door and is all boy, no good type of, type of dad type of dad I'd like to see myself as sometime even though my daughter yells at me for that um, but during the movie there are tons of Disney Disney references and uh, some of it even just all happens in one song the song On the Open Road which is towards the beginning of the movie and is the song used to kick off the adventure between uh, Goofy and Max 
Um, it reveals Goofy's keychain as the signature Disney D style keychain. Uh, Mickey and Donald also show up briefly in that song. Uh, supposedly Donald was going to have a bigger part in this movie. He was going to play the part of a travel agent for Goofy. And there was just going to be this bit between them that Goofy was trying to figure out what to do with Max. And Donald suggests something in typical Donald fashion. Goofy goes, what? What was that? I, I can't understand you, Donald. And uh, Donald's just a little frustrated and Goofy kind of, oh, well, we'll do, okay, I'll do whatever, you know, whatever the, the bit was at that part. Uh, so that that was it. Mickey supposedly uh, he does pop up in a couple crowd scenes, um, in a couple of different concert areas throughout the movie, and and also the auditorium of the school. Um, so be a lookout on the lookout for that. Um, also, let's see, the in the I mean this may be a stretch, but in that song, one of the uh, lines is uh, "Feeling fancy free," which "fun and fancy free" was a. Uh, uh, a collection movie that Disney Animation put out in the early days, and one that uh, did have Goofy in that. Uh, I think was that is that the one Mickey and the Beanstalk? I'm trying to remember. Uh, but yeah, Goofy was in that movie, so that there's a reference to a uh, um, obscure Disney animated movie. Uh, Lester's Possum Park. It is um, one of the places Goofy takes Max. Oh, it's part of my childhood. You will love it. And Goofy's reliving his childhood and trying to think that Max is going to you know, kind of fall back in line because the principal of the school puts this whole notion in uh, Goofy's head that his son is going to end up in jail somehow. Um, that Goofy and Max to repair the relationship or trying to get, set Max back on this straight and narrow let's relive Goofy's um, childhood sometimes as parents we do that you know as a child this was a memorable moment for us as our life growing up so let's give our children the same experience and it will they will you know find joy in it though you know the 20 30 40 year difference um to us doesn't seem like anything in the generational gap especially nowadays if it doesn't involve electronics the kids are less likely to be interested so anyway but um yes goofy takes them to lester's possum park which is a direct reference or a spoof on the disney's country bear jamboree attraction at well now just florida uh wasn't disneyland but uh they put poo there instead um <laughs> poo bear um uh, so he replaced one set of bears with another bear. Uh, but yeah, so that is a reference to Disney's Country Bear Jamboree, which classic Disney attraction. It's a stage show, and I, I think they were trying. They were it's kind of making is still stu uh, stuck up as people see Disney as they do poke fun of themselves sometimes, and this was one of those cases because it was one of those instances that this is. A, a tired old attraction that is always breaking down that older people appreciate more than younger people um, or the very young appreciate not the the teenage middle age group which kind of you know is the country bear jamboree especially in Disneyland where it was kind of running down and it was not being kept up um, and 
again, if you are older, you appreciate it because you, you know, it reminds you of your childhood. If you're super young, you like the dancing, singing bears. Um, if you're in the middle of the road teenage group, you could have cared less because you don't care about cute bears singing and dancing and you don't have the fond memories to think back on. You're just going, I'm being dragged to a show with singing and dancing bears that the animatronics are definitely dated. No Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, so, yeah, you, you get that whole spoof there and then the uh, possum hats, which are very similar to the Davy Crockett hats. And uh, me uh, with the, the costume characters... So again, very Disney-esque reference um, there, and Max wanted nothing to do with it. And again, that, that's one of those touching moments where Max does something, and you can see the direct effect on Goofy that, and how Max's reaction. Goofy is expecting one thing; Max reacts a different way, and the hurt you could see I, I could definitely feel the hurt that comes from Goofy from Max's actions and how he felt about that and how it just really um, it really it really got him it really got to Goofy and it's not something okay next scene they've moved on no, each little action by Max um, kind of keeps hitting Goofy and wears him down and over time, there, it it does get to Goofy. Um, and Peach sometimes just doesn't help. He he pops up a couple of times randomly in the movie. Uh, but it, nice movie, nice movie um, from the Disney Toon Studios, the, the defunct Toon Studios. Um, I I would have loved to seen more like this. Uh, this is it was. Again, an underrated movie. Um, most people seem to like it. And the ones that have discovered it, it, it kind of got a quiet release. It was out, and then it kind of fizzled away. But it is time to dust that VHS off the shelf, or if you have the DVD, or even the Disney Movie Club exclusive Blu-ray. Get those out. Give this movie a try. And I think you may, you may be pleasantly surprised. I'm not telling you it is no Lion King, it's not Frozen, it's, you know, not Moana. But it is a movie that you're going to enjoy. You're going to sit back and remember the good times of life. Especially, like I said, in particular if you're in families. If you're not, you can just think about your own childhood and see it from a different perspective. Of maybe you're Max growing up and this is how your parents were. As much as they try to annoy you, bother you, or drag you to do something you don't want to do. Maybe because they were just trying to connect with you and they didn't know how. Anyway, what have you seen the Goofy movie? Have you seen it? What did you think? What What is your favorite parts or what did you think of the movie? Please let me know on the socials. And you know where those are. Those are Facebook and Twitter um, the Facebook uh, for the group is facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Again, the Facebook page is facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. And the Twitter is at Disney Marvel's. Again, uh, if you want to join up on Twitter, it's at Disney Marvel's. 
You can also email the show with your answers or suggestions to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Again, the email address is DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voice message through the Anchor app. All those are good ways to get across to, uh, to me. If you have any suggestions for a show, please let us know there as well. We do take suggestions. We do take requests. And uh, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you very much for your time. I know how little we all have nowadays, how difficult, difficult even five minutes is nowadays. They're always running here, running there. Uh, it just life is so crazy nowadays. There is barely any time to just sit back and relax and just enjoy life for what it is without having to run somewhere and take someone somewhere. So I, I know how difficult it is. I, trust me, I do that myself. So the fact that you're spending some time with me means a lot, and I, I really appreciate it. Um, I hate to ask you for a little more of your time, but please, if you could, go on to iTunes, go on to uh, wherever you listen to it, and rate the podcast, um, particularly on iTunes. It, it will help people find out about the show. And speaking of which, if you know people who like Disney, uh, let them know about the show. Get the, Spread the word around. The more people we have in our Disney family, the better, because bigger families are better most of the time um, it just makes things more interesting and more fun families are wonderful things not just stickers don't forget to subscribe to the show also um, you know, so you always know when a new episode comes out sometimes they're a little later than others and you know, sometimes they come out closer to when I want them to but either way subscribing lets you know when they come out but while you're at it consider becoming a premium subscriber to help the show out uh, just to help keep the lights on and keep things moving you can do this over at anchor.fm slash disneymarvels slash support again to become a premium subscriber go to anchor.fm slash disneymarvels slash support and remember this show is brought to you by listeners like you and if you're planning your next Disney vacation make sure also to check out Destinations with Character Travel one of the best Disney uh, destination travel agencies out there that they know what they're doing. They've been doing it for over 50 years. They have people all across the U.S. So if you have any sort of questions, you know, you're not calling from Ohio and getting some guy in California that doesn't know how to direct you to Florida. They they genuinely do care. Um, and they they want to help you make the best vacation possible and easy. So check them out. Go to destinationswithcharacter.com or email them at info at destinationswithcharacter.com. Again, their web address is destinationswithcharacter.com and their email address is info at destinationswithcharacter.com. Be sure to tell them that you heard about them on the Disney Marvel podcast. And please, like I said, wherever you want to go, particularly big fans of Disney, um, if you want to go to that other park, they'll help you out with that other park, too. Um, on the cruise, uh, um, on anything, any type of vacation. They're good people. Check them out. And whatever you're facing out there, no matter how difficult, how impossible, how dark, how troublesome, unbearable things may seem at the time, don't give up. Don't ever give up. Look deep within yourself. You can find the strength that you need. There is a light deep within your heart that is ready to be let out. And you will be able to overcome anything, whatever you're facing. Be your own hero. Never give up.
or give in. And I'd like to end this show with a quote from Walt Disney. I take great pride in the artistic development of cartoons. Our characters are made to go through emotions which a very few short years ago would have seemed impossible to secure with a cartoon character. Some of the actions produced in the finished cartoons of today is more graceful than anything possible for a human to do. And that's from Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening. I hope everyone's doing well out there. And I'll see you next time. Thank you.